Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So I think we figured out how we could end the shows, but we still haven't figured out how we're going to kick these ones off. And so I think we'll spare the listeners our um, hair care segment that we did uh, during our pre-show meeting, question mark? Production meeting. Production meeting, yeah, that's a more appropriate phrase. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't need, you know, I'm the last person that should be giving hair care advice anyway. Uh, leave-in conditioner is great. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, all the things I did to mine in the 80s have come back to haunt me now that I have none. So has anything happened this week? No. Not really. No. Been tediously boring. I mean, yeah, some stuff. You know, a ginger for ginger trade. Oh, oh ginger I hear the music. Oh, yeah. yeah, we have <laughs> the a house, house band just kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'm currently staring at my second screen as uh, the women's national cha- division one national championship game is about to get underway. And I must say the Pagula ice arena is a little smaller than I anticipated. I'd only seen like ice level shots. I've never seen the full, you know, panoramic view. Is that, is that a, a metaphor for the operation of the Buffalo Sabres? Or Arizona Coyotes, pick your poison. Well, I only say that because, you know, they have their name on it and they own the NHL club. Who, if we could be honest, maybe Kevin from accounting is doing a better job than we anticipated. Well, the interesting point about this uh, women's national game that hasn't been bandied about too much, but both coaching staffs are all women for the first time ever. So head coaches and assistant coaches, the entire staffs. Yes. And And this is the coaches. Yes. And And this is the coaches. I would imagine. And this is the first and off ice I'm not going to let you finish, Pat. <laughs> I was going to say, first game since 2005 with two female head coaches. That alone, which that that stat was more audacious to me than the full staffs. But during one of the semifinal games, I just kept watching Ohio State from a distance and wondering, is that Amy Poehler with red hair or brunette hair? It is not. But if there was ever a movie to be told about the uh, Ohio State's potential first national championship, um, she could probably play her in a movie except for the whole height thing. Yeah, they fudge that all the time. It's all good. Yeah. 
what high heels are for, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not that I would know. Having... Uh, and I'm, I'm happy as I'm seeing a pep band in the corner of the arena. Uh, more live instrumentation at games, please. Could you... <laughs> Arizona, if you got to fill up that small building, <laughs> that's one way to do it. Have the, have that should be part of the... Part of the playing contract is they have to have Arizona State's pet band. I was going to say Arizona State marching band has to come play for them. No, no, not the marching band because oh, the, the marching band would be way too big. It'd have to oh. be the pet band. No, he said if they need to fill the building. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. Mm. Oh, well, we have, we now have an official, official trade Did because it's the leaves for yeah. two seconds. Has it gone through officially? And Travis Dermott, forward, Matthew, nice, and an unconditional 2022 second round pick. So a 2022 and two, one NHL player and one prospect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure the Leafs are going to enjoy giving up Travis Dermott. They may not. All right, I'm going to say it. Ron Parents has finally showed up to work this week. Well, maybe he's out sick, and this is his staff <laughs> finally trying to fix things. No, because I will say he is good at acquiring things. He isn't good at necessarily putting the puzzle pieces together with a good NHL coach because he frankly has shown he, he can't hire one. Oh, now that tweet's been deleted, so we'll see if that actually... Uh... <laughs> so I was a bit surprised that Matthew Knives' name was out there because a first-round pick or that player for Toronto, I would expect, as part of a larger package, to come with a player with term. So could I see both those going to Arizona for Jacob Chikorin? Absolutely. For Giordano, I was figuring it was going to be two seconds and like a 20-25 fifth. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm... Thank you. So, which even then, that's what that's a bare minimum for Francis. That's still too much for a guy that's contracts up at the end of the year who's what thirty eight. No, it was it was the Leafs tweet. So yeah, no, it was somebody else had retweeted it and deleted it. But the Leafs actually tweeted twenty minutes ago that it's Giordano for McDermott or for Dermott, nice and a conditional twenty twenty two second round pick. That's an wow. So that's official. That's a hell of an overpay. That seems to be going around uh, this weekend, though. Especially for defense, right? I mean, Vancouver wrestled a third out of Ottawa for Travis Hamanek, who's their own third uh, back. Yeah, Ottawa's (laughs) doing Vancouver a favor. I don't uh, sure. I mean, Hamanek may still be a. More than just a warm body on a roster at this point, he has just had the weirdest. He, he of all players might have had the weirdest pandemic, for various and sundry reasons that I'm not even going to speculate on. But is that reuniting with Jack Capuano, the assistant coach, kind uh, of help him that much? Who's to say? Well, I mean, speculation, or not speculation, 
it was a bit more than speculation, a little less than absolute truth. Um, the, he wanted to go to the West Coast to be closer to family because of family health issues and didn't want to go back to the East Coast. And so, yeah, that was probably not a trade he was happy with. So, um, Cassie, mm-hmm. how do you spell Leafs? <laughs> Those darn funny people are at it again. Yeah. I... But they got the graphic really well. Yeah, so it's not the Toronto Maple Meefs? Huh? No. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... That all sounded far, far, far too fishy. I mean, that's that's a massive, massive. That would be a massive, massive. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry, it was not the correct. We knew it. We we knew it was too good, too good to be true that Francis could pull that sort of package. Yeah. Yeah. But one could hope. And then be utterly disappointed. Welcome to being an NHL fan. And welcome to being a Ron Francis run team. Team. (laughs) No, let him get let him get the pieces in place to be a consistent contender instead of trading for new pieces every year like Vegas did. And then you let the next guy take over. (sighs) You guys are distracting me. Sure, it's all the guy's fault. <laughs> no, I mean, usually people, it is. People, people are distracting me. Um, <laughs> I'm not putting a gender value on this. No, 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 it's quite all right. Men always distract women, I'm told. Mm. Not the other way around. No, wait, it is the other way around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what other ginger for ginger trades could we expect by tomorrow? <laughs> oh God! Can I trade my sister? <laughs> yes. Wait, I've got like three of them. So, <laughs> Cody Eakin. Cody Eakin would be like two for the price of one. Yeah, I know. That's. Uh... Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Okay, yeah, well. Riley Nash just went on waivers, so technically he could be traded in a minor league deal. Um, Frederick Anderson. But that would be crazy. Mm. Mm. I got nothing. So maybe in future trade trees, uh, Steve Dangle has to track hair color as well. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now now we're starting to get the depth trades as uh, Troy Stetcher was dealt. Troy Stetcher's still in the league. Yeah. Can you guess what team he was on? Well, I have it right in front of me, so I'm not going to guess. Vancouver, wasn't it? Maybe earlier in the year, but he went to uh, Detroit at some point. Oh, 
That's right. Somehow he got a seventh round pick for Troy Setcher's contract. Wait, we have a seventh round again? <laughs> that was my first yeah. thought. I'm like, wait, we're we're back to seven rounds again? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we reduced it down to five or six and then let let well, the UFA market kind of go crazy? It was six. They had it down to six at one point. I mean, you know, back in the 90s, it was, what, 11? 12. 12. Yeah, 12 rounds of the draft. And there no, were se- who seven has been the seven has been the standard since the O five. I thought it was six. Nah. Now seven. Uh, no, it's seventh. I mean, the only you know, if there's no money involved, it's future considerations. If there's a little bit of money involved, it's a seventh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay. I'm sitting here thinking about this. There is one scenario where Seattle could rake Toronto over the coals, and that's retention. Yeah. I mean, that drove up the price somewhat on some of the deals we've seen in the past week, which, I mean, it seems like cap space is the most valuable asset these days. That's the first time the Kraken have used that weaponized cap space they kept telling everyone about. Mm Mm-hmm. Is Phil Kessel going to get traded? Well, let's see. Um, his uh, significant other, I don't know if he's married or not, but um, just had a baby. So, yes, yes, he will get he will get traded. That does sound about right. Given that it is less likely that Chikrin is traded because of the short-term nature of his injuries, there's always an element of, we don't really know, but we're comfortable with this prognosis. I could have seen it being one or the other just so they meet cap floor minimums and keeping a full compliant NHL roster. Hmm. You know, anything that we're talking about now is going to be completely moot by the time this episode <laughs> is published. Yep. I, I almost I almost sent you guys a message asking if you wanted to do this tomorrow night. Because <laughs> nah, they're boring. I mean, the recaps, I mean, that's all TSN is going to do tomorrow. Rehash. Everything. Yeah, I mean, James Duffy's day has just been ruined the past 48 hours on repeat. He's he's going through Groundhog Day syndrome. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Peter Mrazek was placed on waivers, eh? Yes, he was. Oh. And at the same time, uh, Toronto uh, signed a, a Finnish goalie who was in the KHL and... Oh, Harris Mm-hmm. Yeah. A nice little bit of business. So he's going to get claimed on waivers now. Well, he has. Which one? Because doesn't Sateri have to clear waivers? Correct. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I love Toronto being so Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Toronto, of all teams, has had the worst luck with waivers so far this season. And mm-hmm. years past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 2, 2 p.m. Uh, tomorrow will be extra interesting. Uh, that's when all the uh, free agents coming back from Europe are going to be announced have signing with, as signing with teams. Well, they need to have been signed by today if they played in Europe because they are mandated to be on waivers. Um, oh, right. But I don't know if they'll do the quick waiver turnaround that we've seen in deadlines past. I would assume so. Well, it makes it interesting because this year they finally moved back the time frame to actually think about the West Coast for a change. Instead of being all East Coast biasy, and they pushed it from noon to to two Eastern. So yeah, I haven't heard much about that because usually there's like a quick waiver period. Memory serves. How many times is Troy Stetcher going to get traded? Oh, Maybe one mind. more. Yeah, I don't, never mind. So it's three I mean, p.m. tomorrow, not two. The trade deadline, but waivers. Waiver, oh, waiver right, claim. right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cassie. Gah. Gah. Sorry, I'm just an ignorant woman, doesn't know anything. Hope you weren't so distracted by all the men. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know. Hey, another news. I actually watched a full hockey game this week. Yes, I did. Why? Um, you know, that's a pretty damn good question. <laughs> oh, it happened to be on at the time that I was just fiddling around the house and um, had run out of shows to watch. <laughs> you binged all you could binge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it happened to coincide with the puck drop of the Oilers game yesterday. So, of course, I had to be the Oilers that I watched, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been tuning in a little more, but I don't think I've watched the full game outside of at least uh, the second women's semifinal game on Friday. I have the last time I watched a full hockey game was when I attended one in Providence, AHL, two years ago, January. So, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, un- unless you count my beer league games, and for the love of, do not count those. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but I've, I've checked in for 20 minutes here and there. And I honestly think the uptick in uh, goal scoring we've seen over the last uh, four to five weeks and just the Detroit Red Wings in general, because they make every game interesting. God, no kidding. Because um, sloppy hockey is fun and entertaining, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it helps when both it helps when both teams to decide to play sloppy hockey. Mm-hmm. Man, our idea is just to get rid of coaches from the benches altogether. Just it, it does make the game a lot more palatable. <laughs> well, what do they really do during the game? 
they make what, sure that there are line changes. That's it. Not well, <laughs> but not even. Yeah. What yeah. I would do in their position is how do I manage the time so certain individuals aren't sitting for stretches of seven to 10 game minutes and therefore anywhere between like 15, 20 minutes without actually playing. Uh, they don't yes. even do that because it's like, no, they you know, don't. Yeah, fourth liners who are sitting there for like half a period. Yeah. I think their sole job during the game is to just walk down and cover their mouths and ask the assistants what they're going to have for intermission. I don't even think they do anything in intermission. <laughs> no, no. Well, well they pretend what they're going to have for like, you know, snacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't mean what, what video clips do we have to review real quick so I can no. give a. 60 second speech you know half the time they walk down and they cover their mouths like you know it's something important but nine times out of ten I almost bet you it's yeah can i get a uh, a chicken caesar <laughs> yeah and uh as um you know sparkling water would be great alongside with that so they're covering their mouth to make sure the assistant coach's mic picks it up correct because the, what, the, what does the assistant coach do immediately afterwards right they get on their secret service talkback mic in their sleeve and go, yeah, you know, the coach wants a, uh, a chicken Caesar grilled. <laughs> he wants some grilled this time and uh, a sparkling water. No, no, the 16 ounce sparkling water. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me. This oh, reminds and candlesticks. Me of... Yeah, candlesticks make a great wedding gift. Yeah, this reminds me of, I was talking to um, a guy that played football in high school, I went to high school with, and he was like, he was like, oh, you know, when we get into the huddles, we just call the play, and that takes like two seconds. The rest of the time is just talking to each other about what we're doing after the game. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's like you're 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 speculating about what the coaches are saying, and I'm like, no, I can actually really believe that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, but they need someone to look down on those fancy monitors that they step on. They just, you know, I, I couldn't see anything from the bench. What the hell happened out there? Oh, maybe we should go coach from up there where we can see stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what you're have, saying, so what you're saying is have, that Marty St. Louis is actually coaching. I don't yeah. know. I can't see him. <laughs> Oh, you mean like when he ran down the uh, hallway after a game, they thought they lost, and they, they did, and then he had to run back real quick? That was fun this week. <laughs> Against the Dallas Stars, there was a potential overtime goaltender interference call. He knew they lost the game, and he ran down the, the little hallway. I believe it was in Montreal real fast. And he had to, like, come back out to, um, I guess, earn his paycheck and make it seem like he knew there was a chance they might get the call overturned. He looked a little out of breath. Well, yeah, because he had to take off his drywall stilts, his drywaller stilts, <clears throat> run down the hall, run back to the bench, put on his drywall stilts so he could stand behind the bench and people could see him. Well, I figured he had to, he has to do some sort of box jumps 
while he stands in the middle of the bench. Like when he has to go talk to the ref. Could you could you imagine him just launching himself over the players on the bench to get to the front? <laughs> just from a standstill like an Australian shepherd, just boing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Not Here's sure. something interesting. Uh, Height impaired. Uh-huh. I've stood right next to him. He I, and I. People consider me. Sh- well, I'm not short. I'm five nine. But, um. But yeah, never mind. Go on. <laughs> Speaking of people who aren't short, uh, Kevin Weeks. Apparently, it's not just a Giordano for draft picks trade. Apparently, Francis is dumping other players like Colin Blackwell as well. Sure. Okay. He's yeah. got to make space. He's got to make space for Matty Beneers in a couple of weeks, right? Should he's he play uh, like three weeks before and burn up his ELC, his first year of his ELC? <laughs> I mean, it's in it's in the team's best interest to burn a year. I, yeah, I was going to say I don't think they care. No, I know they don't care. Like, I think it's dumb, mo- but I know they don't care. <laughs> the more that the more of those first years they burn, the more likely you're looking at a bridge deal for that second contract. But wouldn't it benefit Beniers just to go to AHL Charlotte? I don't think he can. Well, no, he's an NCAA player, so once he signs a contract. No, I'm talking age. Yeah, isn't he like 18? Doesn't matter once eight NCAA no, you have players. To be, you have to oh, be nineteen to play no. in the AHL. No, 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 no. I think I think there is that stupid loophole, Pat. I think you're right. The Zach Wierenski loophole. Um, yes. Did, did we see this with like a Noah Hannafin? Maybe I no, because he played right out of his draft year. Um, yeah, there's that stupid loophole for being in the NCAA. You are eligible for AHL play, even yeah. regardless of your age. Yeah, it's it's the um, CHL NHL agreement. Yeah, where guys will sign those amateur tryout contracts, or they'll just whenever their junior club is done, they might be assigned to a playoff run, but they have. They may have to return. It gets weird. Yeah, because they have. Um, yeah, because the CHL wants the players back until they've reached their age out. Whereas mm-hmm. the NCAA, they're immediately ineligible to play in the NCAA and they don't have anywhere else to go. So they don't care. <laughs> right. And given the way the. Florida Panthers, who are a joint affiliate with Seattle this season, are uh, dumping prospects. I mean, that team could just use an extra player at some point. <laughs> prospects and draft picks. <laughs> I mean, someone has, left. <laughs> someone has to take up uh, Owen Tippett's spot in the Checkers lineup. And hey, here's one. Travis Dermott is going to Vancouver. I don't know what uh, Jim uh, Rutherford is doing, but okay. I kind of like it. Hmm. So, uh, Flurry 
Marc-Andre Fleury is actually starting tonight for Chicago. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I tend to doubt it as well. Um, and again, this will all be moot by the time the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> and they could they could pull him at any point in time during that game and you know, right. he traded anyway. I mean, green's just not his color, apparently. <laughs> uh, I think it is when it's envy. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if that were the case, the whole mega package to the Toronto Maple Leafs would have been sweet. Because it, let's say Toronto were to win the cup with Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> it has never happened. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I did have to pause there. The words came out of your mouth and I could see you going, no, wait, get back here. Wait, no, no, God, they're out there. What was that again? It, it, There's it, like it, a whole bunch of words strung together, but they didn't really make a lot of sense. It's a fantasy, but the concept of Mark Andre Fleury being the person who it's just all around nice guy. And if he were to win the Stanley Cup, I mean, it probably wouldn't be against Vegas, but oh, just the fun storylines. And it would just force too many people to root for the Maple Leafs. But, uh, wait, no. No. I lost everyone again. No. What? No, what? Again. <laughs> uh, uh, again, you know, words came out of your, you know, ah, get back See, here. I like. I like their general manager. I like their roster. I just don't like everything else around their organization. Toronto? Yeah, I really do. Okay. Um, You you do you. Number number 34 on their roster, talented but problematic. Which, I mean, that's a microcosm of the entire league. Um, Yeah, but it's really the media why I can't stand the team. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. It's like most teams, most teams that people like either don't like them for one of two reasons, the media or the fans. It's rarely because of the actual players yeah. on the ice. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's all the stuff around the team. If you were to just put them in plain colored jerseys and put them in another city, they'd be a far more um, palatable team. But blue and white with the butt on their crest, in Toronto, eh. you know, <clears throat> I I um I was a long time Formula One fan, long time, like from the eighties up till probably when Mika Hawkinen retired is when I left, and I watched the Drive to Survive series, mm-hmm. and. As, I, as some of you may have seen, and a lot of you probably haven't, um, I tweeted something along the lines of, the more I watch that series, the more I want to punch Christian Honer in the face. I saw that. <laughs> um, and it just hit me that Red Bull is Toronto. <clears throat> yes, I would there's, agree with that. Except for they won last year. They won last year. Uh, they won Drivers Championship, which is like winning the President's Trophy or the Art Ross or something, right? Yeah, Toronto can't even do that. Right. Which is good. So, you know, they didn't win the Constructors' Championship, which actually makes more money in the end for the team. 
Um, yeah, you know, I like Shanahan. I'm ambivalent towards Dubas. Um, I'm ambivalent towards their coaching staff. I don't see it. I, I, I don't see... You know, we talked about archetypes. You know, archetypes of players are what gets you cups, not, you know... And and as I've been watching, um, or as I've been sort of peeking in on that little podcast from Toronto, doing a Twitch stream where one of the members was general managing the Maple Leafs, it hit me that he's not doing anything different than the Maple Leafs do. They get hung up on overall ratings and don't look at player fit quite often. Oh, and you know what? They're not the only team that does no, this. No, they are. But they are the most successful one. Eh. They have the loudest um, media, <laughs> which makes them appear to be um, successful and popular. <laughs> like, I honestly think the Maple Leafs trajectory would have been different since the pandemic. But guess what? You're dealt with the cards that you're given. I honestly don't think it would have changed a bit. Oh, I don't think the results would have changed necessarily. I I honestly feel like this could have been a George McPhee or even a George McPhee Washington Capitals or even a Steve Eiserman Tampa Bay Lightning. It just took someone else take most of the pieces that in place that work build a good regular season team, but it just needs something different. Just a small change in perspective in one or two areas. It's a team that doesn't need a different facelift, but it just needs something different that's complementary that would work, and they are terrible at it. Yeah. Okay. And with that said, uh, Don Waddell is playing by that same uh, playbook. And so Vancouver traded Hamannick to Ottawa for their third-round pick and then took that third-round pick and traded it to Toronto for Dermot. So they basically upgraded with their using uh, <laughs> upgraded their Not defense. only upgraded, but shed salary. Is part of the process. Yeah. That's smart. And they got Ottawa to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Say those words again out loud. They got (laughs) Ottawa to pay for that transaction effectively. Makes you remember who is in They laundered players. (laughs) They they, they really did. But using Eugene Melnick's checkbook. Yeah, that's that's where I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> how did Eugene sign off on that? Makes you wonder if that was a Pierre Maguire thing. I was about to say the same thing. And God, I forgot he was there. <laughs> I know it's been so nice and quiet, hasn't it? I know, right? It's like uh, you'd think I'd you'd think I'd be watching more hockey on TV because I didn't have to worry about him. 
Oh uh, no, they they found. Um, oh, they found not for sure. They found replacements that aren't as nauseating, but. Mm. It's not even the replacements. It's just you know the the league itself. Um, Ottawa to pay for it. That's <laughs> just. That's just mind-numbing. What the hell is Dorian doing? Oh, well, not my team. I don't care. I don't have a team, so every team is not my team. But So you don't really care? <laughs> I don't really care. Just be interesting. We, we've already agreed that we're not going to do the heroes and villains thing, which someone be the heel, lean into that. It's better for business, but just be interesting. Ottawa could be interesting. Probably not. Are there this that was a Travis Travis deal. It was the Travis trade? It was the Travis's. <laughs> okay, the so Travi. So how do we how do we manifest <laughs> a, a Travi like deal? Chevy's. <laughs> so Ginger for ginger trades. Mm-hmm. Same first name trades. Are there any other specific theme? requirements that we should have during this specific deadline? Theme trades? We should all have theme, theme trades. Theme trade. Like, I would love to go to what Major Junior Hockey has and has specific trade windows. Here are three different two-week time periods over the course of the season. Here's where you can make your transactions. And I'd like to put individual rules around each of those periods. This this week, uh, these two-week period, um, players have to have the same number of syllables in their last name. <laughs> this period, players must have the same numbers as to give your equipment managers a little bit of a break. <laughs> they, must, and, they must be wearing the same number. And in this period, they must all have the same test scores. <laughs> I mean... This, in this period, they must have the same FICO scores. <laughs> Not using, their parents, but them. Them on their own using all using all three credit bureaus as mm-hmm. an ad to, to gain the app or to gain the mean. Okay. Don't listen to those funky scores your banks tell you. No, th- this is different. TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, players must be the same handedness. No more of these left hander for right hander swaps. Oh, see, that would that would make people sad because everybody wants right-handed defenders. I know, but they have to give up a right-handed player mm. to get a right-handed defender. But that would mean, oof, that could mean Edmonton could make a smart trade and get rid of Tyson Berry. And that's just not Ken Holland's M.O. these days. Oh, they're not going to get rid of Tyson Berry. He's been scoring lately. He's found his mojo. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't been terrible. Mm, no, he has. He's just feeling <laughs> in better because the rest of Edmonton's defense is pretty bad. No, the goals just started going back in. Oh, well. 
Oh, <clears throat> uh, I don't think the the I don't think the Giordano deal is going to be official today. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Well, if they placed Mrazic on waivers and only got rid of Dermot, they may need to clear the waiver money off their books before the deal can get done. Yeah, see the Kevin Weeks tweet that the Pat was talking about says the Leafs are doing some salary cap gymnastics to make the money work for this deal to go final. And they probably uh, well, makes me wonder if there's going to be any retention then. There and has then, to be. There oh, has there to has be. to be. Yeah, there has to be. Oh, well, anything we say is going to be completely moot anyway. So <laughs> this is always fun. We could just talk about whatever and make up our own trades and every bill will be like, really, that happened? But it didn't go through? <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> well, that means we'd be um, Toronto Sports Radio. Mm. Canadian radio in general, but Toronto radio. Yeah. Well, okay, you know what? There is no such thing as Canadian radio. There's just Toronto radio. They all just take their feeds from Toronto anyway. Well, and the collaborations just—it's just cheaper for us to produce shows from Toronto and just simulcast. Attempt to make them universal. No, there's yeah. there's Montreal radio, which is different. Because this they at least true. have to translate everything. <laughs> they, they have this to make up true. stupid trades in two languages. Mm-hmm. There's another uh, trade period requirement. Uh, you may only trade for English-speaking players. No, no. Let's let's flip that to non-English-speaking players because there's fewer of them. Yeah, but even those that speak English speak it so poorly they could almost be, <laughs> const- almost be classified as non-English speaking. They have their own language. Yeah, no, hey. Oh god, yeah, I actually tweeted that last night. The the hockey hockey slang is wild because like it has no connection to anything in the real world <laughs> at all. It really doesn't, yeah, hey. You know, it's got some so good salad, yeah, hey. <laughs> and that's like if somebody came up to me and said that's a nice fit i'd be like my clothes are fit nice i, I mean yes. you know? <laughs> i don't know what you're saying <laughs> breaks my brain is the is the need for them to come up with different terms than everyone else uses for things right I mean, when do you ever hear like football players talk about flow or salad or feathers? I know. Or sellies for that matter. I know. I, well, it just it just shows you how isolated these guys are, right? Because like they have no connection to to the regular world and so they create their own language. <laughs> that's, okay. It's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, entirely bubbled white society of Men. middle upper and of of <laughs> male middle upper class people can't think of. Uh, mm-hmm. See, that's where I'm at because I'm part of that and I can't think up anything right now. So no, I'm you're not gonna, part of that because you can't think up anything right no, now. No, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this and go lazy. Yeah, hey, bud. Yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> anyway. I'm so bravo to Florida so far. For who's like totally destroyed their farm team and um, yeah. lost all of their draft picks. What I was, what I was <laughs> gonna say is bravo to Florida for making Philadelphia better in a couple of years. <laughs> uh, well, maybe for the next guy, but not for Fletcher. Oh no, Fletcher still has a job. What are you kidding? Couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be there in a couple of years. Now you're talking three or four. That might be another story. We'll see. Yeah, but has Florida done anything to really hurt themselves in the short term? I think Owen Tip is going to come back and bite him. Honestly. Yeah. Well, he. I believe he was the last of the Talon draft picks. Yeah. And notice that. All the players that they have traded have been the talent draft picks as of late. But which is kind of sad. sad because what is that team mostly comprised of? <laughs> well, yep. Barkoff. But then Reinhardt, Hornquist, Bennett, Giroux now. Well, that's um, all Lions. Duclair, Achari. God, that Duclair deal. Verhage. I am so flipping happy for Duke. Joe, Joe Thornton, old guy. So happy for Duke. I know. Just killing it down there. That kid deserves every penny and more he got on that deal. Not yeah. only, I mean, he is a bargain deal. If you look oh, at like yeah. point, points per minute played, because he's maybe getting 16 on a good day. That's, and he's that zip, right? He's that can score when you least expect it, when you need it most, you know, just a little bit of zip in his game. You know what? He's a little Phil Kessel. Right? He really is. And he's you know got, how he's going to flourish now on the power play? Yeah. See, what I'm looking forward to is what I, felt, what I was looking forward to when I was um, a hockey blogger. But at that point in time, there was no way in hell that was going to happen. But what I'm looking forward to is a genuine rivalry between the Panthers and the Lightning. Not this, like, geographic rivalry where nobody really cares and the fans kind of support each other from each team anyway. And now I'm waiting for like the true hate to come out because both teams are now good. So, so not what we tried to make Montreal and Toronto be last year, but an actual thing, an actual thing. I really want them to meet in playoffs and I really want it to be a nasty series. And I really want it to go seven games and, one of the te- the team that loses is terribly bitter about it, and so we have like this actual genuine rivalry going on there. That's my hope. <laughs> because you know what? It's like blogging for the light or about the lightning for eight years and hearing all of the like sunbelt hate the Fans of certain teams wanted to direct to, you know, teams in places where, like, some ponds didn't ice over. Um, where people moved to away from said lakes and ponds. Yeah. Right. And um, 
and it's the con it was the constant thing that the Arizona gets right where it's like oh they don't deserve a team everything sucks there they need to be moved blah 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 well it wasn't so long ago that that was Tampa it wasn't so long ago that that was Florida you know Carolina was also in the same boat and so um it's really great that you know no one can really do that anymore (laughs) they can but it's now like well yeah, but have you looked at the standings, you know? Mm-hmm. The problem is usually just having an owner who doesn't want to do anything. Like pay their bills. Um, but they'll pay their front office, surprisingly. It's very strange. It's either over-involved owners or completely uninvolved owners. Yeah. Uh, quick aside... It does look like today is that magical short waiver period day where oh, okay. where it looks like 5 p.m. Eastern is when um, claims uh, need to be put in for those put on today. So we might see the Maple Leafs get royally screwed in one manner, and then they might be able to pull off a trade in another. It'll be fascinating to see. So in the next hour or so, we should get all the free agent like signings. Two hours, potentially, if there are any. Yeah, if there are any. Oh, like um, Canada's the new captain, Canada Eric Stahl. Yeah. But going back to the Sun Belt conversation. Hmm. I did kind of go back and forth on this in my mind, hearing about the Claude Giroux deal. I think going to Florida is probably the best fit for the player in this individual circumstance based on how the team plays. But if you are another person with a no-trade clause, doesn't it make more sense to want to go to a Western Conference team knowing the likelihood of you at least going deep in the playoff run, cashing in on your next contract, but actually potentially winning the Stanley Cup could be easier through the West this season? Yeah, I mean, and Drew, like, made it difficult because he... The only team that he waived his no-movement clause for reportedly was Florida. And apparently Florida was the only team the Flyers actually negotiated with. He didn't have some grand package with Colorado, which was speculated on heavily in the past seven days. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean... Giroux had a no-movement clause, so he could only lift it for the teams he wanted to go to, and the only team he wanted to go to was Florida. And so you, they couldn't negotiate with anybody oh, before sure. they talked to Giroux. Sure they can. There's nothing stopping them. They can. Uh, all they have to do is say, hey, you know, we understand you want to go to a Stanley Cup contender. You know, we have a package in place from Colorado. Would you be willing to do that? And he says no. They can talk. Yeah, I, guess so. yeah. I mean, this has happened before, right? Right. You know, players, you know, Nazem Kadri, I think, nixed a deal to Calgary. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so, I, you know, there isn't anything preventing them from, you know, phone, taking phone calls and say, hey, you know, we hear Drew's on the market or we're interested in Claude. What are you looking for? And Sackett comes back with, you know, a package that is probably, you know, along the same lines of, as, as what Florida gave up for him. But Claude said, no, I only want to go to Florida. And it's, you know, it, it, it all goes back to the Martin St. Louis deal, right? Right. He only wanted to go to New York. That was it. Only the Rangers, not the Islanders, not the Devils, just the Rangers. So, you know, at that at that point, it's sort of like, okay, well, I'm screwed. I'm going to get absolutely fleeced in this deal. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you know, I'll see what I can try and get. And, and there was no gun to the Rangers' head to take them, so they're like, we don't need them, you know. <laughs> so we'll give up what, you know. We'll give up something we think is fair, but we kind of, you know, whatever. Right. You know, it's sort of like when people go to buy a car. They think the minute they walk into the dealership, they're obligated to buy. And that's why people don't haggle and, ha- you know, and and get so stooped on some of the stuff that the car salesman. Because for some reason, there's just this weird thing that people have. The minute I walk into some place, you know, to buy a car, I have to buy a car. So you drive off the lot with a car, mm-hmm. which is why you see so many champagne, you know, tan and, you know, blah color cars, because that's the only thing that's on the lot. <laughs> you don't go in and order a car and, you know, haggle on the price because you think you have to have it. It's weird. And trade deadline sometimes behaves that way, too, especially as it gets close to that closing bell. It's sort of like, we got we to gotta get this guy. We got to get this guy. Well, do you need him? No, but we got to get him. <laughs> you know, overpay, overpay, overpay. You know, mm-hmm. and the other GMs sitting there going, "Well, you know, we've got this spray undercoating. You know, well, we don't. We live in Florida. We don't need it for the salt. Well, you never know. You know, it's it's a it's a good rust inhibitor. You know, and you got that salt. You know, that salt water down there. You know, okay, we'll take it. You know, <laughs> we need to get the trade. We need to get the tow package. We're never going to tow anything, but we need it because mm-hmm. we have to have this car." <laughs> yeah, I got that. Live in-game update. 17:49 left in the second period. Minnesota Duluth and Ohio State no goals scored in your oh, national championship game. Come on, mates. Have at them. It's going to be one of those great ones, isn't it? It's going to go like two to three overtimes. I'm thinking so. Uh, Ohio State is extremely interesting team they can play any sort of way and it's it's entered it's still entertaining even though it's maybe a little bit low event low scoring and minnesota Duluth just had a crazy overtime game themselves I'm looking at the uh, TSN trade tracker, and everybody's got all the trades spelled out except for the Leafs and the Kraken. Giordano, multiple draft picks involved. <laughs> but they'll all have it after 5 p.m. today, apparently. Because right. I may have incorrectly stated that today is the weird short waivers day. Uh, apparently, that doesn't seem to be the case, but 
Uh, when the cal the cap is apparently calculated at 5 p.m., then the accountants really get to work uh, hiding the money for yes. the buried bodies. That's why that's why they announced the trade when they did, so that it would be oh this is the trade and we have it, but we just need to work out the details. <laughs> okay, so you can exceed the cap after it's calculated. And, and you can only exceed it until the waiver wire closes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Correct. Then after that, you have to be cap compliant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I don't understand. Wow. I mean, could could the couldn't it be that any free agents that are signed still be signed up until the trade deadline at three o'clock tomorrow? So long as, and then that would mean that, or is it a different set of rules? They I mean, have, if, it's well, the the rule is they have to be on the roster, and until they clear waivers, they are not on the roster. Okay. So, so I imagine this will be a roster space deal because, believe it or not, with everything that's gone on today, Toronto could bring in the equivalent of like four point five on the cap. So they're still going to need Seattle to hold. They'll probably still need to do that if, you know, hopefully they can get uh, Jake Muzzin back in the lineup, um, be more like Florida and just say, no, we're going to hold our injured defenseman out until the playoffs. Well, it's it's de facto for everyone now, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know what? Tampa did it and won everyone. You know, it's like 30, 30 GMs. You know, 30 Helens agree. Placing <laughs> players on LTIR is a great way to, sk- to skirt the cap. And yes, I am nodding. <laughs> and it also saves money. 30 Helens agree. Uh-huh. 30 well, does it save money? Yeah, it does. Or does it allow certain teams to, oh my gosh, in-game update. Ohio State has just taken the lead as a player gets cross-checked in the face. Curse you while, while putting the puck in the net. Curse you. Uh, yes, um, it does save money because I believe on LTIR, the contract goes to insurance payments. What insurance company? Underwrite player these... contracts. Yeah, I know. exactly. It is beyond... Especially in the NHL. <laughs> How is this a good business model? Uh, any sport. Right. I mean, think of football. Right. Well, no. Well, football's... yeah, but football's not guaranteed contracts. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, yeah. You know what? Never mind. Football. A guy getting injured for the rest of his life. The team goes, yeah, fuck you. You're gone. And yes, I just swore. Because uh-huh. <laughs> <gasps> it annoys the hell out of me that they can just cut players loose after they've destroyed them. Um, right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it saves the team money in the sense that they get to put the guy on and it, you know, basically his insurance is paying whatever his, his salary is while he's on, while he's on LTIR. And I think some of that you also, you know, you're starting to see, I think some of that is also why you're starting to see players take the cash up front with the signing bonuses. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. My house band left a little while ago. He got bored. He was. 
musicians, man, so temperamental. Yeah, he spent more time spinning in my office chair, and every time he'd come around, he'd just play like a devil's triad on the keyboard and then spin around again and play another <laughs> devil's triad. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with this. <laughs> yeah. Well, to to leave us, uh, Peyton Levi scores the goal and hopefully didn't suffer a concussion as a result of it. But her father is getting kisses from random gentlemen in the crowd, and I'm here for it. <laughs> her father is? Oh, sweet. Oh, okay. Her father is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and one note, maybe a good note to close on. Um, by the time this episode drops, you have just under two days. And four hours in which to bid on your black Rosie the Riveter jersey from the Metropolitan Riveters. I have the auction up now. There's some good deals to be had, folks. Drive up those prices. Go contribute to the betterment of the sport. I don't know why I start falling into John F. Kennedy. Oh, is that this week that the the there's that women's hockey summit with the NHL? Oh uh, no, that's not a real thing. Oh, that I'm gonna save it for next week. Yeah, I don't want to talk about. Okay, as a white male, straight, well, as straight as any white male could be, which really isn't all that straight when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Um. That's just arrogance. <laughs> you two get together and work this out. It takes a man to get women to solve their problem. Oh, God. <laughs> Dear God in heaven, please someone shut the commissioner up. Okay, I promised I wouldn't start. All right. Well, you know, thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> hey, have you guys done your taxes yet? This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.